Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, August 14th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I am all alone today because Grace, as you might have seen on social media, is in London. She had a birthday over the weekend, so her and her friend Kara went over to the UK to see some shows and to do some stuff. One of the things that Grace had to do was see Andy Carl back in Groundhog Day over at the Old Vic. So I'm sure when she gets back, she will talk about everything that she did in London. But in the meantime, I'm here by myself. I'm still in New York as of recording this. By the time you hear it, either I will either be at the airport, if you listen to it in Patreon when it comes out, or back in Orlando on Monday morning. I had a great trip. In six days, I saw 10 things, all of which I have talked about in Travelogue episodes over on Patreon. So if you want to hear all of my thoughts about everything that I've seen, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. There will be one more that comes out on Monday that I'll talk about the final performance of Town for Tony-nominated star Eva Noble Zada. That was my last show on Sunday afternoon. I have not seen it yet because I'm recording this before I go to the theater. So if you want to hear all of my thoughts, make sure that you head over to Patreon and contribute there. Unfortunately, on today's show, we have to start it out with the sad news that the iconic and legendary Broadway lyricist and librettist Tom Jones has passed away at the age of 95. He is perhaps most well-known for the world-record-breaking, long-running off-Broadway musical The Fantastics, which ran for over 42 years. But he also wrote a number of other shows that came to Broadway with different levels of acclaim. One Ten in the Shade, I Do, I Do, Celebration. And then he also had songs featured in Street Corner Symphony, which ran for a few months in late 1997. All of Jones's major shows were written with Harvey Schmidt, whom they met when they were in school in Texas. There's the very famous story about how they were writing a show called Joy Comes to Dead Horse, which was like a big Western in the style of Oklahoma, in which a white boy fell in love with a Latina girl named Maria. Then West Side Story opened and had a very similar plot, obviously different setting, but a very similar plot, even the main character's name was the same. So that obviously got put on the back burner, but then they were offered an opportunity to do a show with no budget basically. And they stripped that down and redid it as the Fantastics. And then it went on to be the longest running musical in the history of the world, I believe is, is how it was credited. Then it came back for an off-Broadway revival and is now done around the world. Jones actually appeared in the show multiple times in the original production and in the revival, which he directed under the name Thomas Bruce. And when you think about all of the incredible songs that are in that show, try to remember soon it's going to rain much more. I can see it. It, it. It's just such a powerful show and one of my absolute favorites. And, and many people remember the 2007 revival of 110 in the Shade, which starred Otter McDonald, Steve Kazee, John Collum, Betsy Wolf, Bobby Steggert, Will Swenson, who went on to marry one Otter McDonald. Jones had a tremendous impact on the theater in many, many ways and someone who I wish we had more works from, but will certainly cherish the Fantastics, 110 in the Shade, I Do, I Do, for many, many years. So for anyone who is grieving the loss of him, both as a writer and as a human being, our thoughts are with you. All right, lots of show and casting news that I want to get to. You'll remember over the summer, Matthew Broderick and Laura Benanti, who 
played a married couple in the summer movie that starred Jennifer Lawrence and Andrew Barth Feldman called No Hard Feelings. They reunited in a very limited run production of Love Letters at the Irish Repertory Theater. Well, that show is going to come back, not necessarily with Matthew Broderick and Laura Benanti, although Broderick is involved. Um, it'll run with a number of stars from September 5th through October 1st. Involved for various numbers of performances will be Broderick and Talia Balsam, and then eight performances with the great Jay Smith Cameron and Victor Garber, then seven performances with Brooke Shields and John Slattery. If you want more details on that, you can head over to the show notes. They have all of the performance dates and times for each of the pairings. And who knows, if it continues to go well, maybe they'll have an opportunity to fit this in around the rest of the Irish Rep schedule this season. I mentioned this in a Patreon travelogue episode, but the hyper-intimate Uncle Vanya that I saw last week that's in a loft with 90 seats uh, starring Will Brill, Marin Ireland, and David Cromer uh, has announced one final extension. It is now running through September 3rd, which is a Sunday. Those tickets went on sale on Friday, so you can now get them. I highly recommend you do that. So this extension will be the final opportunity that you have to get to see it. And it truly is something that needs to be seen to be believed. Uncle Vanya has obviously always been a powerful show, but to see it in this way with this cast really strips back any barriers between the audience and and the actors. And you get to see and feel the pain and the longing and the loneliness and the lust of these characters in a way that I don't know is is actually possible in a traditional proscenium theater. So check that out. Information on where you can purchase tickets is in the show notes. Sticking off Broadway, last week it was announced that a new play with music called 20 Seconds will have a limited six-week run at the Pershing Square Signature Center from September 10th through October 21st. It is written and performed by Thomas Schweitzer and was directed and developed by Jeremy Scott Blownstein. It was the 2022 Capital Fringe Festival winner for Best Solo Performance. And it focuses on Schweitzer as a young man in the 1970s in blue collar Pennsylvania. And the plot description reads, for Tom Schweitzer, homemade meatballs were an Italian mom's cure-all. Husky pants from Sears were a necessary evil, and dad's schizophrenia and alcoholism were the fuel to a nightmarish fire. That is the life Tom knew and endured until one day he ran out of the house and into the church across the street. There, he met a woman who gave him a gift that would alter the course of his life. Music. Through song, Tom found a heaven, a passion, a career, and a purpose. But above all, it gave him the language to accept loss, let in love, and forgive the demons of his past. There's more information about the show and the run in the show notes, so you can check that out there. A few weeks ago, I did an interview with Brendan George about his one-person show, A Eulogy for Roman, which is playing 59 East 59th. Last week, it was announced that it had gotten an extension, and it is now set to run through September 3rd. Originally, it was only going to play through August 27th, so you have an extra week. In the show, Brendan plays Milo, who's a nervous young man who, despite just moving to New York City and not really knowing anyone, decides to have a public memorial for his friend, who is the Roman mentioned in the title of the show. And everybody in the audience is the actual audience for the memorial. So um, really, really cool concept. Had a great time talking to Brandon. If you want to hear more about that, you can head back into the feed and hear our conversation. More off-Broadway news on Friday, primary stages in 59's 59th revealed the casting for Dig, a new play written by one of my favorites, Pulitzer Prize finalist Teresa Rebeck. 
The show will begin performances on September 2nd, and it's currently slated to run through October 22nd. In a dying plant shop in a dying neighborhood, Roger receives a visitor from the past. Megan, the neighborhood screw up just out of rehab, but he wants nothing to do with this disaster. The show features Rebecca's signature wit, intelligence, and depth, bringing us a riveting play that asks, can a soul beyond saving be saved? The cast will feature Mary Bacon, Jeffrey Bean, Greg Keller, David Mason, Trini Sandoval, and Andrea Siglowski. And not only is Rebecca the writer, she's also the director of this show, so this should be very, very fun. Going across the Atlantic Ocean, the upcoming Jamie Lloyd-directed production of Andy Lloyd Webber's Sunset Boulevard has announced an alternate, or they're calling it guest star, for the role of Norma Desmond. We already know that Nicole Scherzinger will play the role normally, but Rachel Tucker, who has been a star of many, many things, both in London and on Broadway, most recently come from away, she will play Norma on the matinee on October 12th. And then Monday performances starting October 16th through January 6th. So if you want to see the production with Rachel Tucker, either because you don't want to see Nicole Scherzinger or you want to compare them, those are your opportunities to do that. Currently, the show is just scheduled to run September 21st through January 6th at the Savoy Theater. But we will see what happens. Maybe it does really well and Rachel Tucker takes over long term after Sherlock Scherzi leaves to maybe go do another season of, of The Masked Singer. I do want to run through a little bit of a theatrical schedule for you for this week. El Mago Pop will begin performances for its very limited two-week run on Thursday. It will then open on Sunday. It only plays through the 27th, so if you want to see that magic show, illusion show, not a pop concert, um, make sure that you get your tickets now. And then on Saturday, Alex Edelman's Just For Us will close its limited run of the Hudson Theater. Of course, Merrily We Roll Along is getting ready to come in the following month. Off-Broadway, we will have a number of closings this coming week, including The Doctor up at Park Avenue Armory on Saturday. Then on Sunday, Eisenhower, This Piece of Ground, which I talked about seeing over the weekend, so you can hear all about that in my travelogue. Then Prejudice and Pride at 59 59th. Flex from Lincoln Center. The Half God of Rainfall at New York Theater Workshop and others. Last couple little bits of news that I want to talk about. You'll remember that we did a lot of discussion around the rights of the stage adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird and going back and forth between who owned the rights and the original producer of, of that show, Scott Rudin, and all of kind of the perhaps underhanded things he did to push out other previous adaptations. Well, last week, the New York Times reported that a federal district court judge in New York decreed that Aaron Sorkin's adaptation could be staged in venues throughout the country. Previously, it had been believed that a script by Christopher Sergel had been the one, the only one to have those rights and it had been staged in schools and community theaters for years. However, Judge Denise L. Cody determined that the production of Aaron Sorkin's To Kill a Mockingbird did not infringe on any interest held by Dramatic Publishing Company, which owns the rights for the original Sergil adaptation. DPC had argued that their version was the only one that could be done in theaters outside of Broadway, the West End, or National Tour. But the ruling, which was issued on August 1st, disagreed. So now you'll be able to see local, regional, professional, community theater, academic productions of Aaron Sorkin's To Kill a Mockingbird, for better or for worse. 
And finally, on the news front, Sony Masterworks announced last week that they would be issuing newly remixed and remastered editions of four Sondheim shows, Company, Sweeney Todd, Into the Woods, and Assassins. They would be using Sony's 360 reality audio and Dolby Atmos immersive audio experiences that'll be available through supported digital and streaming services. These new releases are the last legacy project on which Sondheim himself consulted. So if you want to hear more about all of that and all of the fancy technology that um, are involved with that, you can head over to the show notes. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me basically anywhere at Matt. Don't forget to check out all of my travel logs at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. Over the next week or so, now that I am back in Orlando, we'll be starting to make some more announcements about things that we are changing in the feed and in Patreon. So be on the lookout for that. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.